but for the movement of his tail, he might have been a stone lion. But Lucy never thought of that. She never stopped to think whether he was a friendly lion or not. She rushed to him. She felt her heart would burst if she lost a moment. And the next thing she knew was that she was kissing him and putting her arms as far around his neck as she could and burying her face in the beautiful rich rich silkiness of his mane. Hello, welcome to Sip Tea with Allie. I am your host, Allie, or Polly Plummer. Um, And today I decided to continue my C.S. Lewis rambles and talk about the character Lucy. So she is a very, very beloved character. Um, I want to say she's a very popular character um, in the Narnia world. And I think it's just because of this beacon of light that she is, um, which is so fitting because her name, Lucy, literally means light. I always just thought it was so beautiful um, to think about because a lot of C.S. Lewis professionals, like people who study his works, are able to see that C.S. Lewis was deeply inspired by St. Lucy. Um, C.S. Lewis was not a Catholic, but his best friend, um, Tolkien, was a Catholic. So, of course, he had some connections there. And even if you're not a Catholic, Christians are usually still aware that Catholics believe in saints, and we know that um, they are just beautiful people that lived their lives for God and performed, like, you know, God performed miracles through them, right? So God worked through them to do the impossible, and they dedicated their whole lives to serving God and we're all called to be saints. It's just so beautiful. And Lucy literally embodies that. And I thought it would be really interesting to dive deeper with her character because I need to be more like Lucy. <laughs> um, because I have been a little too much like Peter recently, <laughs> a little too stubborn um, like Peter. And I haven't been as, I guess, trusting and believing as, you know, Lucy really is. She embodies that um, light, that joy, that curiosity, and she just knows that Aslan is with her no matter what. Um, as I was reading Prince Caspian this morning, um, I got to the part where Lucy wakes up in the middle of the night and she hears a voice calling out to her. And at first she thinks it's her father because it's a very fatherly, but, you know, very gentle, um, familiar sounding voice that just sounds soothing to her. Then she thinks it's Peter, and she realizes that it's not, but it's some other voice that she's heard before that is just so 
delicate and it just sounds like it's calling out to her. And so she gets up and she goes through the woods that are seeming to come alive again. You know, the, they're starting to dance in the moonlight. And she thinks she sees the trees, you know, turning into people again. Um, very wood-like, um, leafy people. And she is just, has this sense of like curiosity and awe. And you can just feel it in the entire scene. And she keeps on going because she hears the voice and she knows that she has to find him. And so she keeps on going and she sees him. C.S. Lewis doesn't even have to say his name right away. You just know. Um, And it's just such a beautiful part because I know that I have mentioned this scene quite a bit because it's a scene that really stuck out to me in the movie but reading this in the book was just 10 times like I don't even know how to describe it but it just made me feel like 10 times more happy but also at peace and it was one of those things that I needed to hear and it was such a good way to start my day and to really have a good mindset that man I'm like I just need to read this every day (laughs) um and I don't want to spoil anything if you choose to read this but like I said it's just such a beautiful part and you know Lucy then goes on and she's like the others wouldn't believe me you know when I saw you earlier like you know, like, why couldn't anyone else see you? Um, and of course, the reason why her siblings couldn't see is because they weren't believing. They weren't trusting. They wanted to go with their own instincts. They thought that they knew best. And because of that, Aslan was not visible to them. And that made me think about this times where I want to do my thing. I want to go my way. Um, And I am too stubborn to think about, wait, should I stop and ask God to help me see his way and to help me to know that his way is best? I'm telling you, that's something that I guess I'm starting to notice that I've struggled with. Um, It wasn't something that I really would stop and think about. But I realized that there's just something so beautiful in knowing that God is in control. And I can say, thy will be done, not my will. (laughs) And that just whole part of the book really just enveloped me in these feelings of comfort and made me realize that God knows better. God knows best. And I needed to hear that so badly because I've been freaking out about college and about tests and about all this kind of stuff because this morning I was going to have to sign up for a test and I'm going to have to take, um, I'm, and I also had to take um, an anatomy test I had 
a bunch of other things on my to-do list that had to get done. I had tutoring, tons of different things. And part of me recently has just been like, can how far can I go before I crash kind of thing? Uh, pushing myself past my limits. Not really caring that I'm still doing school at 9 o'clock. And um, even though my therapist and I, like months ago, determined that I should not be doing school past 7.38. I mean, unless I have like a big exam or something that I need to study for, I really should be setting that side that time aside to just relax and wind down for bed and I've had other people tell me that I need to do that and I haven't been doing it and I've just felt this sense of just not knowing what to do just very very stressed and letting my feelings get to the best of me um and it has not been good. It's made my mental health pretty bad. And I've just been immediately looking at the negative for everything. Um, I've just gotten this doom and gloom attitude. It's been really hard to find joy in the little things. So reading that really reminded me that no, I need to step back. I can't follow my way I need to follow his way and it will eventually come clear and I think right now I'm realizing that sometimes I have to go through this um these I guess I have to go through these moments in my life that I basically feel like a Peter if you know what I mean I feel like um I can't see him therefore and I can't feel him working and helping me out therefore I should follow my way not his way um and that usually ends up not so great (laughs) let's just say that and then you know we beat ourselves up for it it's just something that I've been able to experience time and time and again without even realizing it. But today I realized, no, I need to be more like Lucy. Um, I need to just trust, just believe that he is with me, even if I can't see him, even if I can't feel him. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's something that I'm learning to do because I keep falling down while I'm carrying my cross every day. Many, many times. <laughs> like, um, and it's because I'm not trusting. It's because I'm not asking God to help me carry my crosses. I think, no, I can do this on my own. And part of that has to do with how independent I am um, and how I've always been that way. But it's something that I need to learn to stop doing because, you know, independence is healthy only when you have a certain amount of it because sometimes that means that, like, you might go a little too far at one point in your life and then, you know, not 
really be able to ask for help when you really need it kind of situation um or even when it comes down to trusting in God and I didn't even realize that my my independence in the way that I am thinking and acting um in the way I'm just oriented can affect my relationship with God God of course gave me this you know really strong strength of mine but he also made it a weakness for a reason and it's all a matter of learning how to carefully go about having this kind of strong desire to be independent because at times that's not that great (laughs) so I guess what I'm saying is that I feel like our society needs to become more like Lucy. Um, We've been asleep far too long. Um, We have been experiencing that always Christmas, not that always Christmas, that always winter and never Christmas in our society for too long. And we need to have that just childlike trust that he is guiding us, that God is guiding us, that he is with us. And I'm telling you guys, as crazy as it sounds, like God speaks to me in so many beautiful ways through the Narnia books. And I also kind of wanted to talk about that um, and kind of go deeper about why I feel so connected to this series. So when I was in therapy a few months ago, Um, my therapist challenged me to take the time, you know, just maybe pick a day or something and try to, like, relive your childhood in a way because when, she said, when people learn to become more childlike, they just naturally start to feel this sense of comfort and just joy and are able to just see beauty and joy in everything and you're not all doom and gloom she said that there's a reason why you know you're you're not always supposed to just work 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 there's work and play she said and that's something that our society really needs to like encourage I think now it's all about work 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 how much can you work until you break (laughs) um But it really should be, how much can you work without getting yourself tired and with, you know, leaving enough time for you to relax and to recover and be childlike to live out that childlikeness in your life, whether that is eating a bowl of cereal um, and watching a cartoon, I don't know, like something that makes you feel like you're seven again and makes you feel like you're walking through a wardrobe like Lucy for the first time because there's something so healing in learning to be childlike that my counselor said is just is so perfect for people that struggle with anxiety and such and she said you know hanging out with younger friends or younger siblings um that 
you know, are really good at this can help a ton as well and can really just kind of encourage you to to live out that childlikeness in your life. You know, watching a child play and seeing how they act can inspire you to do the same in a way. Um, and she asked me, she said, you know, is there something that you didn't get to do enough of when you were little because you were too focused on growing up? And that hit hard because I was thinking, man, there's tons of things. Um, I was always trying to act more mature for my age, always trying to um, just skip ahead. Um, I just didn't want to be a child. And part of that had to do with the fact that I, I guess it's the fact that I was just so independent and I really just wanted to prove that I could do things on my own. And I guess you could say that when I was 10, I saw myself years later like having a boyfriend um having my own car going to the mall all the time having a bunch of friends i thought i was going to be barbie and guys i am not barbie (laughs) am i upset about that no but that's something i remember reflecting on when i turned 16 because i thought ever since i was little i thought that i was like oh yeah like 16 is going to be the year and it wasn't Um, but you know what? That's okay. And I guess you could say I'm trying to learn to be childlike before it's too late, if you know what I mean, before, like, adulthood gets to the best of me. And that's something that I've really been challenging myself to do. And like I said, my therapist was like, okay, what's something that you could do? And I said, I didn't let myself read certain books when I was little because I thought if I read those, I wasn't going to be cool. Or I thought that um, I was being childish by reading those. I thought, you know, when I was little, I did think this. When I picked up The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, probably as like 11, 12-year-old, I thought I was too old for that. Yes, my friends, I thought I was too old for that. (laughs) fast forward many years later am I too old for that no (laughs) but I think it was just such a coincidence that she asked me that because it was that I want to say it was like that very week that I stumbled upon the Lion, the witch in the wardrobe and I was like should I read it should I not and I was really embarrassed about it guys I did not want to tell anyone that I was into the Narnia books that I loved the movies and I still get kind of shy about it And it hit me on, I want to say about almost a week ago, it hit me hard over the fact that, no, I am not ashamed to like this series. And I decided that. I decided that I'm going to live it out proudly, that I am going to take what I'm learning from them and use them. I'm going to use it to help me to be a better person. Um, I'm not going to worry about what 
I think other people are thinking of me, if you know what I mean. And this is kind of where Lucy from Voyage of the Dawn Treader comes into play. So in Voyage of the Dawn Treader, there's that whole part where she is tempted to say the spell um, and find out what her friends are saying about her behind her back. And I had a conversation with my mom about this um, like a few weeks ago. And she was saying how I really like in that part, like Lucy really reminded her of me. And I took that as a compliment, but also as something like, oh yeah, like (laughs) I need to work on this. Um, And of course, Lucy says the spell and she finds out and she kind of, she gets really upset with a friend um, because she thinks that, oh no, they're saying some mean stuff about me. Um, But it isn't until she talks to Aslan, he, he points out, you know, why her friend said what she did, because she, if she didn't, um, like, one of the girls is going to be, probably be really mean, you know, probably say something really rude to her, or rude to Lucy, it it was just going to end up just turning into a huge mess, so there was a reason for everything, and of course, Lucy only saw part of the story, but Aslan saw the whole, and that's another thing too, is just realizing that, like, no matter what people are saying about you behind your back, whether it's good or it's bad, it's already said, it's already done, and it's not your story. It's not your story to know. It's, and it's not God's job to tell, (laughs) Um, and that's something that's that's a constant theme brought up in actually every book. Um, Aslan says something alongside of that. And in Prince Caspian, Lucy's like, well, if I had come to you sooner, would you have helped us? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we would, we, we don't know what would happen. You know, we will, you will never know. And, um, and it's, it's very true to think about how we might never know. We might not (laughs) know what people are saying about us behind our back. We don't know if they said something different, if things would change in our life. We don't know. Um, and we can't assume that people are saying something about us behind our back just based off of things that have happened in the past to us based off, or just because we're insecure and we have these things that, you know, hold us back in a way, if you know what I mean. Because I know I personally have just kind of struggled with that because I've had a really hard time trusting that people are not saying mean things about me um, and just trusting that people are thinking nicely of me because in my head um, when I'm socializing with people I'm thinking man they probably think I'm a total weirdo I'm a geek um that I am not pretty because of my acne and because of what else, (laughs) you know, like whatever else. And the list goes on, guys. I don't have to explain. Um, And I just realized that 
no, I need to stop caring. I need to stop. And, you know, that whole scene with Lucy in the spell, like, I would have done that. I literally would have said that spell. And even though I knew I wasn't supposed to, because she felt like she wasn't supposed to, like she shouldn't do it. And she did it anyways. (laughs) And we've all done that. Um, And of course, it got back at her in the long run. But it helped her learn a valuable lesson. And it helped the audience. Well, I guess the readers, not the audience. Well, you can use it. You can use both terms interchangeably. But helped the readers, the audience, whatever you want to call them. It helps them learn a lesson. And it helped me learn a lesson. And it was really interesting to have that conversation with my mom about that. And then flash, fa- I guess like fast forward to like several, a few weeks later. Um, this is last week, by the way, guys, um, that I meant to talk about earlier. This is kind of confusing. But last week I came home from some place that I had seen some friends at and I came home and I went to my room and I cried because I was thinking man (laughs) I can't be myself around people and when I'm myself I think people think I'm weird because when I'm myself I talk on and I talk on and on about something I'm passionate about and I love people I feel like people think I'm an extremely annoying person and that they can't stand to be around me but they only continue to be around me because they just want to be nice. They don't want, they, and they don't know how to avoid me. Um, yeah, I was thinking of that, guys, <laughs> um, because that's what social anxiety and other things can do with do to you. It makes you, or just worrying in general, can make you think, oh, let's let's focus on what happened today at this event. Oh, this person responded this way. Oh my goodness, that means they hate me. Blah blah blah, and. I just went down the rabbit hole and just kept on falling and falling and falling that night. And I didn't say nice things to myself. Um, I beat myself up, Um, you know, not physically, guys. (laughs) But um, I kind of have been really hard on myself recently, like um, just, yeah, overworking myself and other things I don't have to tell but um they just don't feel comfortable saying but I want to say that just in that moment when I felt so low um I God in my heart I could feel like God was trying to remind me that no Allie you doubt your value don't run from who you are um and that's from Voyage of the Dawn Treader and that's a quote that I will forever have um imprinted on my heart I will forever have memorized I have yet to frame that on a wall somewhere um but I did practice some calligraphy with that a few months ago um my calligraphy looked like trash but you know if felt good to write that out and to remind myself that um, months ago and to come back to that once again and 
it's when all Lucy goes through all of that, that Aslan reminds her that, that he tells her to not, to not worry. Um, and I think it made me realize that I can't, I can't and I shouldn't be afraid to be myself. And yeah, like it hit hard that night. Um, and it even brought me to tears to thinking about how healing um, reading the Narnia books have been and even just dissecting the movies. Um, because, like I said, like it helped me to be reminded that I needed to learn to live like a child again because as a child I didn't want to I wanted to grow up um I wanted to be like Susan and I am noticing that I'm not Susan I'm not Susan anymore I am becoming like a Lucy I am blossoming into a Lucy and it can be painful because I can't tell you how much I feel out of place um, in just anywhere I'm in because I just feel like it's hard to be connected with people when I think a lot of people are into modern music, modern um, things like TikTok and stuff and um, just social media. And that's something that I have gotten rid of and just really have stayed off of and I'm becoming this person that um, wants to live simply and I can't tell you how out of place I feel at times and how I feel so behind with the times and I thought that was such a bad thing but I realized that no this is a, this is a good sign, and I realized that that night um, when I was you know thinking about how much God is healing me through these books, because at first I felt really ashamed about liking these books, um, and that very night I made myself read Puddlegum's speech from the Silver Chair. And it is just so beautiful, guys. And I'm going to read it for you right here, right now. Suppose we have only dreamed or made up all those things. Trees and grass and sun and moon and Aslan himself. Suppose we have. Then all I can say is that in that case, the made up things seem a good deal more important than the real ones. Suppose this black pit of a kingdom of yours is the only world. Well, it strikes me as a pretty poor one. And that's a funny thing when you come to think of it. We're just babies making up a game, if you're right. But four babies playing a game can make a play world that licks your real world hollow. That's why I'm going to stand by the play world. I'm on Aslan's side, even if there isn't any Aslan to lead it. I'm going to live as like a Narnian as I can if there isn't any Narnian. So we're leaving your court at once and setting out in the dark to spend our lives looking for overland. Not that our lives will be very long, I should think, but that's a small loss if the world's as dull a place as you say. Reading that, as I was thinking about how just 
how I guess kind of insecure I, I I've been feeling and how out of place I've been feeling and how I feel like I can't be myself and how I feel like I'm being childish like there's this voice in the back of my head saying no Allie you're being childish by liking this you shouldn't let anyone know that you like this you shouldn't be reading these these books you know you should be on Instagram you should be you know sharing the next best best thing of your life but no like this that quote that whole speech that puddle glum says is literally just it's just a summary of how we are called to live we are called to be childlike we are called to follow god even if we can't see him even if the whole world says he doesn't exist. And yes, Narnia may not exist, guys. It might be a fragment of C.S. Lewis's imagination written on a piece of paper. But it's so much more to that. So much more than that to me. And that's important to me. It doesn't have to be important to anyone else. I don't have to force anyone to like it. I don't have to feel weird that I'm reading this because Puddle Glum himself said, yeah, suppose Aslan is all made up, which, you know, and Narnia is made up, which we all know is made up. But I'm going to live as much as I can as a Narnian you know I'm gonna live like a Narnian even if there isn't a Narnia even if there isn't an Aslan and I am going to live like that I am going to live like Lucy I'm going to be a light I'm going to be a beacon to others and including myself because I think sometimes I'm worried too much about others and what others are thinking about me what others are doing, how I can help others, how I can appear a certain way in front of others. Um, you know, and sometimes me wanting to be a beacon of light to others can turn into, you know, me being like, oh, I have God, um, and you don't. You know, no, I don't think I've ever really done that, but you know, I think in a way, I have kind of thought that before. Um, I guess you could say that, like, the devil has put that into my mind and and made me think that before um, and tried to make me feel the whole I'm holier than you, like, holier than thou type of personality, which is not good. Uh, guys, <laughs> you're not holy at all if, you, if that happens. And when you realize that's happening pray that's something that I'm learning to do just be like no like I I need to learn to be humble um I need to learn to be brave I need to be, learn to be valiant create courageous gentle um magnificent and just um and very truthful and kind and loving and some of those adjectives I described are are things that these characters embody um and are inspiring me to live out in my daily life and they're healing me in a way that I cannot explain and therefore Lucy is just that beacon of light that we're all called to be 
and I feel very drawn toward towards her character because she might not be a character that I can relate to all the time because I definitely don't have as much trust as her, as she does yet but she's a character that I can strive to be like in my daily life and I know she's not a real person but the fact that C.S. Lewis was just so deeply inspired you know from St. Lucy you know like St. Lucy is a real person um, and she's such a wonderful saint to ask for, you know, her intercession from and just ask her to um, pray for me, pray for me to be a beacon of light and to have childlike curiosity in my life and um, really just trust and believe even if others think I'm crazy trust and believe in God and and tell them about God even if others think I'm crazy um and not be ashamed that I like Narnia because it's healing me and God put it into my life for a very special reason I cannot tell you how much she's tried to point to me no Allie this is good this is a good thing this is this is good this is helping you and it's far better than reading the vampire gay garbage that is in the teen section at libraries. Um, I would never read that, by the way, but that's that's what's... Those are the good, next bestsellers, guys. Um, and that breaks my heart. And that is kind of why C.S. Lewis has been my superhero, has been this amazing author that's made me have hope. Um that I can read stories that impact me and heal me and are not things, you know, I'm not going to be reading something that's going to waste my time. Um, and he's made me realize that we need to have more literature in our society like this, you know, that shares truth and Christianity and, and just good morals and it might look just like simple plain christianity on the surface but you know it's so much deeper than that you can just go further up and further in and that's the type of literature that like i feel inspired to write one day because one day i I will publish something you know even if it's just a short story somewhere and an anthology like I'm determined to share a story that evokes these emotions that I'm experiencing. Just like C.S. Lewis, um, you know, I, I look up to him a lot and he's just such an inspiring person in my life and has really helped me to push forward and to find healing in literature in a way that is just unimaginable. And I know it's all God. It's all God working through these books and through these characters and trying to to get to me and trying to remind me that it's never too late to become a Lucy if you've gone astray and been a little bit too worried about what you look like, a little bit too worried about um, 
lipstick and catching someone's eye and as a result no longer be a friend of Maria. Um, I've decided that that's not what I want. That's not what is going to help me to get closer to God and I want to learn to live like a Narnian even if there isn't a Narnia.